listening to Treble Treble Podcast, and I'm your host, Seth. I'll be your host for this adventure. Tonight's show is coming to you live, sort of, from Portland, Oregon, as most shows will. Perhaps you stumbled across this podcast because you love music and gave it a shot. First of all, thank you. Second of all, you may be wondering what you're getting yourself into. Well, let me tell you. Treble Treble is a podcast about all things music. There will be a new episode bi-weekly. That means every two weeks. (laughs) Each podcast, I will be discussing a different album, sometimes alone. Sometimes I'll have a guest. And they will also bring an album with them for us to discuss. There may be a wild card episode thrown in every once in a while that is a themed episode for example one hit wonders the grunge scene or the 27 club my goal is not only to discuss the stories behind an album but to discuss our connection as human beings to music through an lgbt plus lens there is so much great music featuring LGBTQIA musicians that is severely underrepresented. Oftentimes, these musicians have to work harder to get the recognition that they deserve. I aim to give a spotlight to artists from the community. If you or someone you know in the community is in a band and would like their music to be featured on the podcast, please let me know. My contact information is in the podcast notes below. That being said, this is a podcast for everyone. I want this to feel inclusive, like a safe space for music lovers, regardless of age, gender, race, or sexuality. Please, come as you are. A lot of music podcasts that I've listened to come with a thick slice of ego, and I'm here to destroy that concept. I do understand. Music touches people differently which in turn elicits a strong feeling in the listener. Us music lovers are a passionate bunch. It's okay to share your love for an artist unabashedly. It's okay to express your feelings. It's also okay not to like everyone. I want everything on this podcast to be real. Real people, real feelings, real music, and no ego. I am not here to judge you for what music you like. For that reason, I will really only be covering music that I believe in or at least focus on the positive parts as much as possible while still being critical, of course. I want everyone to feel safe to share their opinions. You can share your opinions with me at Treble Treble Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you respond to me or anyone having a conversation on the social media page, please respond respectfully. Hateful, judging, and egotistical comments will not be tolerated. Moving on, if we are going to be examining people's connections with music, we should start with your host, right? My name is Seth. I've lived at least three decades. I enjoy a little bit of mystery. I was born in Elkhart, Indiana. That's a small town outside of Chicago, just over the Indiana state line. Go Bulls! Since then, I've lived in Yorktown, Virginia, Newport News, Virginia, Bloomington, Indiana, New York City, Sebastopol in the North Bay of San Francisco, 
San Diego, California, Los Angeles, California, Indianapolis, Indiana, Seattle, Washington, and Portland, Oregon, in that order. When people ask me where I'm from, I don't really know how to answer them. In a way, I've lived my life as a rock star on the road. My earliest memories of music are from the back seat of my parents' car. They listened to a lot of bubblegum, Motown, and what is now considered classic rock. Once I was in the third grade, I ran away from home while listening to the song Do Wah Diddy by Manfred Mann on my Walkman. I hope a few people listening remember what those were. For those of you youngins listening, it was like an iPod. In fourth grade, I joined the school band. I remember vividly waiting in line with my mom to sign up. They gave you a form and you were supposed to select which instrument you wanted to learn. So naturally, I chose percussion. My mom said, are you sure? I mean, what's more rock and roll than the drummer, right? She told me that I wouldn't ever get to play the melody if I played the drums. In my mind, that made sense. If I was going to play music, I should be the one standing out. So I decided to play the trumpet. We eventually settled on playing the clarinet. It turns out she wanted me to play the instrument that would make the least amount of noise around the house. It was in the band room that I fell in love with music even more. You can listen to music and appreciate it, but playing music is even more addicting. I fell in love with classical music, more specifically French composer Camille Saint-Saëns. Danse Macabre was my jam. I had my band teacher make a copy of that song on cassette tape to take home, and I listened to it nonstop. I also played the piano. My parents had me taking lessons starting when I was eight years old until around the age of 13. In the late 90s and early 2000s, I was into hip-hop and pop music, with a small interest growing into alternative music. But you couldn't beat Jay-Z, The Notorious B.I.G., Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Christina Aguilera, and Britney Spears. What a combination. I'm sure my parents had inkling that I wasn't like the rest of the boys. In high school, I continued with clarinet and even played the bass clarinet my junior year. However, my taste in music had changed. I found myself listening to Nirvana, Alanis Morissette, Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins, and anything alternative. I had to sneak around to listen to Nirvana and Pearl Jam because my parents thought it was just noise. You know how parents can be. I started getting into pop punk and emo music as well. It was all about Newfound Glory, Taking Back Sunday, Blink-182, and Green Day. From there, I got into all the bands you would see on the Warp Tour roster in the early to mid-2000s. My junior year, the guys in Lagwagon soaked me in Gatorade as I walked by their booth. My senior year, I got kicked out of Warp Tour, and I was banned from the venue for a year. That caused me to miss the Project Revolution Tour and my chance to see Linkin Park live. How disappointing. In college, I cut my wrists and blacked my eyes. Figuratively, of course. I was so emo. I also started listening to all the punk bands that my favorite artists said influenced them. You know, like the Ramones, Sex Pistols, and the Buzzcocks. They were my favorites. Also in college, I majored in telecommunications production, which is where I get the skills to make this podcast. 
I also minored in music. I was so lucky. At my college, some of the classes I got to take were the music of Jimi Hendrix, the music of the Beatles, the history of rock in the 60s, and the history of rock in the 70s and 80s. Can you imagine a whole class devoted to listening to music of the Beatles one semester and then listening to all the music of Jimi Hendrix the next semester? It was truly wild. Learning all the details of these artists really set my love for music ablaze and probably is the inspiration for me starting this podcast, finally. It was like pouring gas on the fire. After college... I was dealing with a lot of anger, pent up from being bullied from the earliest moments I can remember from elementary school up until my senior year of high school, being called a fat before I could even understand what that meant or if in fact I was one. Oh yeah, that noise you heard is going to happen whenever we use a curse word on this podcast. (laughs) We are trying to be a little bit family friendly here. Once I realized that I was queer, I never felt like I fit into that stereotype. I wasn't thin or had a six-pack or a rugged jawline, but I also didn't fit in with the heteros either. I always felt on the fringe of society, never really fitting in. I got into grunge music even more than I already was. Grunge music was an amalgamation of musical styles and pure rage. It's music that speaks to the underdogs, the freaks, and the outcasts, like me, and like you listening out there, I'm sure. Eddie Vedder and Kurt Cobain spoke to me, deeply and intensely. I moved out to the West Coast, working in a few recording studios, shooting and editing live sessions, and editing promo materials for Warner Brothers Records artists like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Mastodon, and all the artists on the Maybach music imprint. I think the best moment of my life was getting to listen to Neil Young's full Americana album with Neil Young in the room. I met him afterwards and shook his hand. The music legend, Neil Young. Wow. From there, I found my way up to the Pacific Northwest. It was at a time where a lot of the magic that had exploded out of the Seattle sound was disappearing, though. If you knew where to look, though, you could experience a little bit of how life was at the turn of the 1990s. It felt like home. I lived blocks away from the venue where Pearl Jam played their second show ever and where Kurt Cobain launched himself into the drum kit, much to Dave Grohl's dismay, of course. I was in heaven. I drank at a bar that inhabited an old house where Eddie Vedder and Mark Arm from Mudhoney lived together. It's almost a forgotten history now, but I want to keep those stories alive. I was able to visit all the places that played crucial roles in the stories about my favorite musicians. But Seattle is changing and became too overrun with tech companies and corporations that it's become too expensive to live there. I had the opportunity to move to Portland. So I'm still here in the Pacific Northwest, the place that makes me happy. I'm still close enough to visit Seattle, too, whenever I want. And I plan on it. It's not for everyone here. There's a lot of rain year-round, but that fuels my creativity. I'm one of those weirdos that feeds off the dark, wet, stereotypical image of the weather in the Pacific Northwest. So that's my story. It's probably just the tip of the iceberg. 
We've got a lot of time to get to know each other, so buckle up. We've now established my connection with music. I'm all over the map, but you know and will find out that no album is off limits. We'll get to them all, eventually. But where are we starting? I have the playlist mapped out for season one. These are all albums I return to over and over again. As Cameron Crowe said through his movie Almost Famous, I always tell the girls never take it seriously and you never get hurt. If you never get hurt, you always have fun. And if you ever get lonely, just go to the record store and visit your friends. Yes, I am a Cameron Crowe fanboy, and you'll be able to tell that even more in the podcast of season one. In many ways, these albums we will discuss in season one are my best friends. They are the ones I turn to in tough times. The ones I look for when I need help pulling myself out of a dark place. Music's Music is so much more than a song. It's how we relate to one another and bond. Oftentimes, I have trouble expressing my own emotions, so I'll post a lyric from a song that I like, and to me, that's enough to convey everything that I need to say. Sometimes I'll post the music video if I'm feeling really feisty. (laughs) Music can save someone's life. It's so hard to even vocalize how much music means to me. I hope it feels the same way for you listening, too. For those 45 minutes the record is spinning, you get to let your inner demons out to play. And after that record stops spinning, you are healed. If you are feeling broken, you feel whole again. If you are feeling happy, you feel like you're on top of the world. You know, I've been talking for so long and being so passionate about music, which probably is starting to come off a bit cheesy. So let's tell you the albums we'll be discussing over the next 12 episodes in season one. In no particular order, of course. Something Corporate, Leaving Through the Window, The Call Me By Your Name soundtrack, Angels and Airwaves, We Don't Need to Whisper, David Bowie, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, the 1975's debut self-titled album, Less Than Jake, Anthem, Sufjan Stevens, Illinois, The Beatles, Let It Be, Pansy Division, Undressed, Pearl Jam, 10, Green Day, Dookie, and Lady Gaga, The Fame Monster. You'll notice a lot of the artists on this list are LGBT artists or allies to the community. It's not only a way to get to know me further as your host, but to show the type of inclusion I strive for in the albums and artists that I will be covering. Are you ready to take this ride? To quote Camera Crow one more time, you just never know if people out there will relate to things when you write them. It matters to you. And to some people, it doesn't. Some people say, I'm not in the mood for that, thanks. I hope you're in the mood now. I hope my story has intrigued you, excited you for more. If you're not in the mood for it, no problem. If you are, please subscribe and follow me. Down the rabbit hole we go, Alice. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Trouble Trouble Podcast. The theme music you heard at the top of the show was made by me. The logo was illustrated and designed by the amazingly talented queer artist, Will Jameson. 
You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at the Will Jameson. This is an indie podcast, which means no commercials, at least for now. It also means that I can't use the clips from the album we discussed because my lawyers have advised against it. Copyright laws, am I right? The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe, tell a friend, and leaving a review. It really helps other music fans find this show. If you're a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, feel free to listen to my other podcast, Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I record that show with two of my best friends, Jamal and Stoney. You can find us at TFC Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's all I've got for you now. If you made it through the whole podcast, you rock. I'll see you at the next show in two weeks, Friday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be there. With that, I'll see you next time at the show. Signing off, I'm your host, Seth. Rock on, young savior. Don't give up your hopes.